0: to see jill she in service today that's a miracle she's usually stuck in you know in kingdom kids we must be doing something different already this year that jill is in here that's incredible i'm so encouraged you know and uh, it's amazing to know that uh, our kingdom kids team has gone from two leaders to a group of 10 leading kingdom kids now and so you have uh karen and uh, gail are leading children's ministry this morning and uh, there's a whole new rotation of down. So, so you know, this was a work in a couple of months the way we finished off last year. So it's so encouraging, you know. And uh, I am really excited about this coming new year because, um, you know, that's that is exactly a great example of how I want us to go as a ministry. It's collaboration and it's teamwork. You know, we're a family and we share the load with one another. You know, the days of someone doing all the work in a certain area, those days are over. There's no more burning people out. We're not going to do that anymore. You know, we have to do everything in teams, you know. And, and I, the thing that I love about it is I know that you guys are all disciples of Jesus and that, you know what, you're willing and ready to serve. And so, um, you know, let's just continue with that spirit and lift up, uh, you know, Christ's spirit as we work with one another. Amen. Um, I love that Theo said we should have fun. Um, I'm excited. I was like, you know, I want to have fun in 2018, you know, uh, Matthew's been walking around the house and he's, you know, as a new young disciples, he's like, dad, he was like, mom, dad, mom, dad, we gotta, uh, we gotta tell people, uh, that it's fun being a disciple of Jesus. The fellowship is fun. You know, going on an encouragement date is fun. You guys remember that? Right. you, hopefully you're still doing that in your marriages. That didn't stop when you got married. You know, but, you know, just the fun of the fellowship, you know, the fun of reaching out. You know, the, a lot of the fun comes in being able to do it together, right? You know, uh, it, it, it is no fun moving. You know, you got to load up everything. But I actually love, you know, going to the people moving stuff because I love, I love the fellowship. When there's, you know, when there's brothers show up and now, now you're joking around, you're working, and it's fun, you know. I, you know, it's, it's when you do it together, it's a lot of fun. You know, and uh, you know, I'm really excited about just uh, really calling all of us to uh, to get back to being men and women of prayer. Uh, You know, uh, there's so many times, right? We uh, it is so easy to just get up. You look at your phone, or you already have your task list. You're already getting reminders of where you need to be at as soon as you wake up, right? And it's so easy to just get going. And sometimes you, then you get going and you have good intentions of drawing near and close to God. But then the day took you, overtook you, right? And you didn't draw near as you wanted to. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm really excited about going after that and just making sure that, you know what, we start off our days with prayer. And, uh, um, and just really draw near and closer to God. I don't want to do anything with the church and anything that's significant that is not done with prayer. Uh, So I really want to call us as a ministry to be able to get back to, you know, really just becoming and being known as men and women of prayers. Amen. And uh, going back to our our, our old, our our prayer spots with that. So, um, uh, guys, um, uh, you guys know what our theme is this year? Yeah, who who knows it? For 50 points, Jill. Oh, yeah. Very good. See, Jill's like on top of it. She's like, I got it. Uh, I don't know. Did anybody get a wristband we handed out last week? Uh what, what does it say on the wristband? Draw near. Draw near and go and go far, right? And there it is. Draw near and go far. You know, that is our theme for this year. You know, today we were considering doing a workshop. You know, a lot of the ministries are doing workshops today. But we had a conference call with our core group this earlier on this week, and you know, we decided that you know what? Uh instead of rushing things to do a workshop, why don't we come together as a core group and uh let's really think let's connect, let's reconnect. And then let's think about what it is that we really want to go after in drawing near and going far. And so I, we do have a uh, a nice lunch meeting this afternoon, just with the with the core group, which is basically atomic leadership, right? Uh, administrators, right? Uh, Dave and Kelly Morris, right? Um, trainers, uh, Dale and Jerry Bulasons, right? They are um, a, let me spell. It. Oh, so, right. The organizers, right? Larry and Latrice McLaughlin. Uh, our mission managers, you know, Mike and de Glenn, you know, and our MVP couple, our sixth man and sixth woman of the year, uh, Ray and Barbara Lawson, you know, and so that's, that's, you know, all of us along with Dave and and Kim, we'll get together and really just start thinking about what it is that we want to present to the ministry. And so uh, we'll be doing that, and, uh, and we'll, we'll uh, go into more workshop uh, mode l- later on uh, as the month progresses. All right, so, um, so that's what we're doing today. Um, there is, uh, you know, I've been having different conversations over the last 14 days, right? Got back and uh, just trying to connect with, uh, uh, with different people. And um, I've gotten a, a, a couple of different um, attitudes, not like bad attitudes, but just where people are at. And, uh, and so this morning, I was hoping to, to talk to everybody. I'm trying to meet everybody's needs because we're all at different spots. Uh, you know, for some of us, the holidays could be really difficult, can't they? I mean, it took me a good while just to settle down, not till like January 2nd. I mean, I, we just put our tree down. And that's because I knew that we were having a meeting today at the house. I said, that would just be too embarrassing. Like, that would just be so bad you know it's like so you know so 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 we, you know so we got it done you know and uh but i'm just like you know it, it's just taking me oh, you know, to, to, to slow down and, and to stop and and uh you know i, I find that some some people are are, are you know have a really hard time struggling and you know and and you've fallen into uh temptation you know when you fall into temptation basically you're falling into disconnecting i want to disconnect that's what temptation is. You know, I want to disconnect. And so then we sin to disconnect with everything. And some of us disconnected by self-indulgence. You know, we disconnected by some, you know, some, some have even gone back to drinking. Some, you know, went back to disconnected with some impurity. You know, disconnected with just, just materialism, you know, and just a lot of self-indulgence, you know. And so, um, and so, and so you're, you're, you struggle, you know. And uh, I have a message for you today. With that, you know, I I I, I meet with other different uh, folks, and just 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 thinking, you know, what's going to be different in 2018? You know, uh, focused on 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 what wasn't positive, you know, in 2017. All the things that you hope for, and you are kind of feeling like, you know, you need a change, and so you feel like you think that, uh, uh, you know, the, the change is to not be in the part of this church anymore. You know, and you think that that's part of the change that you need. I have a message for you this morning, some encouragement for you. You know, and, and, then, and then I talk to some that are just so ready to go. You know, they're, they're, they're like, okay, I'm, I'm drawing the I'm ready to go far. And they're not just thinking of going. They're thinking, I want to go far. You know, and they're really excited about just, just, just getting going. And they're actually probably feeling a little impatient. Why do we keep talking? Let's get going. (laughs) You know, why are we just talking about having a good quiet time? No, we got to evangelize the world, right? And so you feel all, and so now, and so now, and then we come this morning and we're all in here. You know, and so, but I want to address all of the needs because I think as I address each one point of those points, I think I'm addressing all of us all at the same time, you know. And so, um, let, let's look on over to um, Hebrews chapter uh, 4. And, um, you know, this is our main scripture for, uh, for the year. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14 through 16. And uh, I was so excited about this passage because it is one of my favorite passages. You know, Hebrews chapter 4, um, verse uh, 14 through 16. And um, I love this passage. Um, you know, my walk with God is not, is not perfect. Nobody's is, right? Uh, but my walk with God is, is, it could get sometimes really sinful. I do a lot and then I want to disconnect. And so I just kind of begin to indulge myself. And, uh, and, and, and when you're like that, you know, you really get to places where, you know, you're just full of guilt and full of shame. And, um, and, and I've gone through these, these, these periods, you know, of, of time in my Christian walk. And so this scripture has always saved me. It always brings me back to God. It always tells me that I could always come to God. Because we all go through times of need. And uh, one of my favorite communions last year was the communion that uh, Tao Chao did last year. And uh, that was so moving. And when he talked about the, uh, um, the adulterous woman and just that, you know, he's talking about sin and being in sin. And, 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 and what she needed at the moment was not the religious people putting her down, accusing her, criticizing her. What she needed was grace and mercy. And when we are in need, when we're full of shame and guilt, we don't need an an additional accuser to put us down. We need grace and mercy to keep us going. And it's okay for us to come to God and say, God, I've blown it, God. Lord, I've gotten into some things that I I, I didn't want to, and I ended up doing it. And God, what I need from you is your grace and your mercy. And if I can have your grace and your mercy, God, then I can move forward. And so I find myself in my Christian walk at different times in those spots where I just have to come to this passage. Because every Christian has to have a confidence that you can always go to God at any time. No matter what it is that you have done or that you are going through. And this scripture is an invitation to all of us to have a confidence in the love of God. Amen. Amen. And so let's read it together in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14 through 16. It says, Therefore, since we have a high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith that we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. But we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet was without sin. Let us then draw near, let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Can I get a wow, wow? Like that is like that's a salesman right there. I remember uh, reading this passage the son was studying the Bible with, and I was telling her how amazing God is. You know, and I was telling her it was. about a couple of things. I was telling her that's like you know what? Uh, even God says when you're blowing it, He said, "Come and ask me for wisdom, and I'll give you without finding fault, like you haven't done anything." What an invitation. What an invitation that he says, "I died for you at your worst." What would not I do and be with you now? What an invitation! And so you're doing. It's always an invitation. Now he says, "Hey, when you are in time, when it is your time of need, and that could be different for all of us, going through some real, stro- you know, the real challenges at home. You know, perhaps maybe you know your kids are not exactly what you'd hope to." to to be right now doing some things that are you know just causing a lot of uh, tension in the home and you feel like man it's a time of need you know perhaps you're you and your wife haven't been getting together you know uh you know united peaceful joyful in love we had a marriage retreat coming up let's announce later you know but perhaps it's like you know we all have, you know, we all can feel the times that it's a different, you know, uh, our needs are different. But the invitation is the same. That when it's at your time, when you are in need, that you can approach and draw near to the throne of grace. And that what you find there is grace and mercy to be able to help you out. That the punishment that you deserve, that you don't get it, that's mercy. That the power and the strength that you need to overcome and be stronger, that's God's grace. To be able to overcome and be strong. And that's what he gives to you. And he, it's an invitation to say, hey, I have compassion for you. I understand the spiritual battle. I sympathize with you. I've been in, 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 in a body just like yours. I've been in a body and in a world that doesn't believe, that doesn't have faith in what's going on. In a world that because you have faith, they think you're crazy. They think you're the dummy. They think you can't handle it. They think you need some type of crutch. Right? You know, and, and, and there is a conviction. I'm coming to a conviction that, you know what, just having faith, that's radical. That is totally radical. Just to be able to have faith. You know, and in and, and Christ, who is your high priest and represents you, he says, hey, I have compassion for you. And, and the compassion that I have is, you know what? He goes, I don't even want you to change to come to me. I want you to come to me just the way that you are. Just the way that you are because I've been there. And it's an invitation. You know, and, and so I hope that if you find yourself this morning that, man, I got some guilt, I got some shame. That, man, I hope that today's communion for you, that, that is that, you know what, God? I, I, uh, I, I, I ask you for forgiveness, God. I ask you for your grace and your mercy, and that you can feel the God's forgiveness and know it. And that you can move on, amen? And we can move on because you've drawn near, and now you're ready to go far. And we're going to go far together. Amen. So, And, and I, just, I just love our theme scriptures. Did that encourage anybody? Isn't God so awesome? Oh, man. You know, when, you know, when you start reading, getting to know his promises, his invitation, it's like, man, they, they, nobody has a, an excuse to leave God. He taught at your worst, come to me. You're blowing it. We know, like, you know, God knows. Everybody knows. He said, you don't have to leave. You never just go through it with God. Go through it with, with the family. Amen? You know, that, that, uh, and, and, and that's why it says you got to hold on to the faith that you profess. Another way of saying that is hold on to your good confession. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Amen. Look on over to 2 Timothy chapter 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4, uh, verse 16 through 18. And you know, and sometimes we could be going through such challenges that, and, um, that you kind of feel like you're going through, through things all alone, Right? And uh, anybody ever been there? Uh, You kind of feel like you're going through nobody quite understands or maybe uh, some people let you down. Uh, You know, and and, and you find yourself alone. And then you start saying things like, you know what? Um, I don't think the love of God is really in this church. Um, You know, I, I don't think we're really that devoted with one another. And uh, all along not realizing that, that perhaps maybe other people are just doing the best that they can with where they're at. You know, because uh, if there's a lie, know, I know that when, when we've gone through struggles in the church all together, we're just all kind of like hanging on for us. You know, we're trying to save ourselves. We're trying to persevere ourselves. That, you know, that when you're like that, you know, you're not, you're not really thinking about somebody else that's moving along. You know, and people are just, and I, I, I always think that what's, what keeps my heart soft and my mind is that I just believe that people are just always trying to do the best that they can with where they're at in their faith. You know, and, but sometimes we can find ourselves just, you know, feel, not feeling the love or the support, you know, and you're thinking that probably the best thing to do is to go somewhere else instead of asking for help. You know, to the right people, because sometimes you can talk to not the right people. You know, and, and they're, they're listening, but they're not going to like, oh, you know, th- they're not going to change things in the ministry to, to help meet your needs. So you got to talk to the right people and get the help from the right people. So you got to be wise about that, because then we can start up saying things like, oh, well, I've talked to certain people. i like, you haven't talked to me? You know, like, you know, and so we, we have to be wise in that, you know. And look at Paul's attitude in verse 16, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 16. Is there? He says, uh, at my first defense, no one came to my support, but everyone deserted me. Dang. This is Paul, you know, I mean, you think about the sacrifice this man has done. Going from city to city. Like, surely someone's got to be grateful for what he's done. You know, but he says, no one came to my support. I felt alone. And everyone took off. Everyone fended for themselves. Left me hanging. That's a good one, Ray. Look at this amazing attitude that Paul has. May it not be held against them. Isn't that Jesus on the cross? God, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. May it not be held against them. It says, but the Lord stood at my side and he gave me strength so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it. And I was delivered from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Who stood at his side? Jesus, the Lord. When he had no support and he felt... Deserted and all alone. Who was his anchor? It's the Lord. What did the Lord do? He gave him strength. Because he went to the Lord. You know, and and I just love that spirituality. And this is an aspect of Christianity that we don't talk about. That sometimes... In your Christian walk, you're gonna feel not supported. That sometimes you're gonna feel like you're all alone. But what Christ and God is trying to do is to make you into a godly man and a godly woman. And godly men and godly women, they do not quit, they do not. And we got to watch the decisions that we make because you're thinking that you're leaving to make a spiritual decision while it is not the character of God. And you got to be a solid rock in Christ, an anchor, waves. Every church needs men and women of God that use their talents. Their faith, their prayer, always looking forward to build. You know, getting engaged, getting involved. You know, they're like Jesus, who says, right, like, um, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. I mean, you think about how miserable the cross is. What is ahead of you? It's misery. And he's thinking of the vision of what's going to become. You know, and so we can find ourselves here and think that things, things could be better. you got to have the vision of what can become. For the joy set before you of what things can be. And you know what? When, and, and the thing is, you make Jesus Christ your very best friend. Amen? Because he knows how to rescue you. He knows how to stand right next to you where you feel his presence. He knows how to bring you safely into his kingdom. You know, I was hanging out with, uh, with, with Mike Glenn um, yesterday, and, and I love this, 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 this uh, notion he was talking about was, um, well, you want to be a, uh, I think it says like a di- dynasty family, right? And, uh, and I love that. And it's like, you know, we, we were explaining how like um, we have like, where you have grandparents in the church, You know, you're in the church, your children are in the church, right? Your grandchildren in the church, and you have just this dynasty. And I thought, you know what, that that is God's will for all of us in here. You know, and that we want, you know, and have that vision of building, and that's the thing that that really bothers me when people leave, and, you know, they don't realize that, that, you know, you're missing out on what God's trying to build in your life. You know, the, the, a lot of the joy is that, you know, that Matthew's here, my parents are here. That's a lot of the joy to see. you know, to I long to see your children, you know, walk in the Lord. You know, that, that's, that's a part of the joy of it. You know, and, and to see this history that we built, you know, and you have it, that's, that's the joy of it. You know, that Mike's mom is here with us, visiting from Bakersfield, what a joy, to have that, you know, and to be able to build that. And so, guys, our confidence needs to be Jesus Christ. Amen? You know, and so I want to call us to join in and let's do things together. Join in and, and, and let's go far together. Amen? You know, um, let's, let's look on over to um, Revelations chapter 3. Revelations chapter 3. Verse seven through thirteen, and um, there's a. Um, all right, you guys, you guys there. Seven, Revelation chapter three, uh, verse seven through thirteen. Um, there, there, there's a point in here I really want to make. It talks about a lot of different things. Don't don't think about. Uh, I'm not using this at any of the negativity. But I'm, I'm pointing something very positive. But if the shoe fits, just wear it. Amen. <laughs> all right, here we go. Uh, all right, uh, to the angel of the church in, uh, in Philadelphia, right? These are the words of him who is holy and true, who holds the key of David. What he opens, no one can shut. And what he shuts, no one can open. I know your deeds. See, I've placed before you an open door that no one can shut. I know that you have little strength, and you have kept my word and have not denied my name. I will make those who are the synagogue of Satan who claim to be Jews, though they are not, but are liars. I will make them come and fall down at your feet and acknowledge that I have loved you. Since you have kept my commands to endure patiently, I will also keep you from the hour of trial that is going to come upon the whole world to test those who live on the earth. I'm coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take your crown. Him who overcomes, I will make a pillar in the temple of my God. Never again will he leave it. I will write on him the name of God and, and the name of, my, of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which is coming down uh, of heaven from my God. And I will also write on him my new name. He who has ears, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. You know, this, this passage is so inspiring. Um, and you know, uh, um, the thing that I love about it is that he says, you know what? You are an open door. And what Christ has opened, no one can shut. No one's going to shut you up. Nothing's going to shut you up. You're, you're an open door. Christ has opened you up. Has he not? You know, and so you persevere, and you're, you know, and you are that open door, and you are an open door to people getting to heaven. You know, and he says, man, I'm going to bring these individuals. They call themselves Christians. They call themselves Jews, but are really not. And I will have them fall at your feet. And they will see a true, you know, uh, love that I have for you. And they'll be convicted by that. You know, but I want to inspire us that, that, you know, for all of us to be ready to go and ready to go far because you are an open door. You know, and nobody's going to shut you up. Nobody's going to stop you because you're an open door that Christ has opened up. Amen. And he is the one with the keys, you know. And so, guys, as we take communion together for the first time this year here all together, let's draw near Let's draw near to the throne of grace. There's a lot of good things there. Let's draw near to one another. We need one another. We want to help each other. You know, and it's really think about what Christ has done in our life, just how much he's opened us up, you know, so that we can go forward and help, and we can go forward and bring salvation, and we can go forward and not be caught up in this world. Or the stress or the materialism of this world. He's opened it up that, you know, we have a whole new set of priorities. We have a whole new thing that, you know, we are devoted to. Amen. So with that, guys, let's go ahead and say a word of prayer. And then uh, we'll take communion together. Amen. Heavenly Father, uh, we thank you, God, so much for an amazing invitation. Father, your, your, your continued love, Father, for us. Uh, Father, the cross was already enough, Lord, yet, Father, you continue to invite us to come through your throne of grace, God, to find grace and to find mercy, God, to, Father, to find a power and a strength, God, that'll keep us, Father, to moving forward and keep having visions, Father, going far, Lord. Father, uh, as a group, God, we ask you for forgiveness, Father, for any sins that we have committed, Father. And, uh, Father, we ask that, Father, that you'll strengthen us so that, Father, that we can go far in Christ and and, in building up this church, Father, and bringing honor and glory, Father, to you. Uh, Father, thank you for being with us, God. Thank you for choosing us out of this world and allowing us to be an open door that no one can shut, God. So just thank you, Father. Please be with each one, Father, as they take communion to you, God. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Amazing grace. Shall always be my song of praise, for it was grace that bought my liberty and I. I don't know